Hello, Eagles fans, and welcome to the post-game show presented by Rico. I'm Chris McPherson alongside Ike Reese. We're going to hear from Greg Cosell later on in the show. The Eagles getting back on the winning side of things with a 31-21 victory over the Houston Texans. They get to 6-2 on the season, and coupled with a Cowboys loss, they will be in first place in the NFC East. But the question is, at what cost? As Nick Foles left the game in the first quarter with a shoulder injury and linebacker D'Amico Ryans went out with an ankle injury in the fourth quarter. But stepping up, Mark Sanchez coming into the game and leading the offense very efficiently. But if we check out the box score, 15 of 22 for 202 yards and two touchdowns. The last one to Jerry Macklin to seal the game in the fourth quarter. The Eagles relying on the run game. McCoy going for 23 carries, 117 yards. And Macklin with a big game, gets the first touchdown and the last touchdown of the day. Six catches, 158 yards, a pair of scores for him. And Jordan Matthews, who is Mark Sanchez's go-to guy all throughout the training camp and the preseason, he caught the first touchdown pass from Sanchez in this game to get the Eagles going once Sanchez went in. But Ike, overall, your thoughts on Mark Sanchez stepping up and playing for Nick Foles today. He did a great job. I mean, it really was the tell of two halves. In the first half, I thought the Eagles relied heavily on the passing game, and it paid off for them as they were able to get 17 points in that first half, but it also cost them. They turned the ball over a few times uh, through the passing game. To come out in the second half, they made a conscious effort to run the ball in the second half. They dominated the time of possession. Shady McCoy got the ball in the second half. Chris Polk ran hard, picking up key first downs. And then Darren Sproles, this guy is a first down maker. There were times where he looked to be stopped short of the first time, first down, and it was just sheer will and effort that allowed him to pick up those first downs. So really, it was a tale of two halves. Great job in the first half taking care of a depleted Houston secondary, but I thought Chip Kelly recognized that there were some mistakes being made in the passing game and wanted to go to a more ball-controlled offense in the second half. He was able to do that, lost some key players in the second half that we'll, get into, uh, we'll talk about a little bit, but losing Harriman's on the offensive line also aided in their efforts of going with the running game. And you know what? I know we lost key players, Nick Foles, D'Amico Ryans today. But I tell you what, not that their backups came in there and did the same thing those guys would do if they were playing, but I didn't notice that there were backups in there. And that's the one thing I like about this team. Chip Kelly has this thing with the next man up when someone goes down. Well, each guy that had to step up today in place of a key injured starter, they did a very good job, and it didn't look like the Eagles offensively or defensively missed the beat. Just an all-around great win. I think the numbers will skew how well the defense played for the majority part of the game. I thought they basically hurt themselves with two drives there. But all in all, you needed to get this win on the road. They split two tough road games. Cardinals, Houston, couldn't afford to lose both. They get the one here in Houston when they uh, depleted team. I think it was a very good effort. I, I was definitely impressed with the running game, particularly in the red zone. They made an effort to run the ball in the red zone, and I think it set up the passing plays, the play-action pass to Jeremy Macklin in the pass earlier to Jordan Matthews in the red zone. How big was it for the Eagles to have all three of their backs healthy, something that they've not had all throughout the course of the season? Chris Polk has battled the hamstring injuries. Darren Sproles missed last week with a knee sprain. They haven't had these three guys who offer so much to this Eagles offense. You know McCoy can do it all. Sproles is your change of pace guy, and Polk is a guy who just power the ball in between the tackles as he goes in there for the touchdown. And Polk also had that critical, critical first down late in the game to get the Eagles and help keep the drive going for this team. Uh, it's huge to have all three of these guys available. I mean, for Chip and for Deuce, with, with all three guys available now, 
you have three different styles of runners, and whatever the situation calls for, he can go to that back. You know, I love Shady McCoy, and he's a great all-purpose back. We've saw him carry the load for this franchise for the last three or four years. But the luxury of having a guy like Chris Polk and the Dan Sproles in your repertoire, it allows you to have specialty plays for these guys. And when you need tough yardage, not to say they can't do it, but it's more suited for Chris Polk to do it. He is a shoulder square to the line, downhill runner, physical runner, typically breaks the first or second tackle when he's carrying the football. That's what you need in your short yardage. You need someone that's a scat back that can make someone miss in the open field that's also great out of the backfield catching the ball. That's Darren Sproles for you. Uh, Shady McCoy is more of your all-around guy. It's just a different flavor uh, that you can present to the defense at any given moment. And it makes the offense that much more difficult to contain if you're a defense when you have all three of these guys at your disposal. Like you mentioned, Polk is a short yards guy. What do you think of Chip's call to go for a fourth and one down there in the red zone? Eagles were up three at the time, but they wanted to put the game away. It was huge, and it's the one time this year that I wasn't scared. You know? <laughs> it's the one time where I said, go for it, Chip. Every other time this year, I've been like, well, take the points, coach. Yeah. We're on the road. This was a classic case where you go win the football game. You've been dominating this game uh, until – I guess to your own detriment, you've allowed this team to hang around somewhat. This is your opportunity to stick the dagger in them and show them that you're the better team. I love the call going for it on fourth down. It was the right call. They got it, barely, yes. but it was the right call. And uh, it's, how, it's what you need to do when you're a good football team. When you're the better team, you need to basically inflict your personality, your toughness on the opposing team. And that's what the Eagles were able to do there. Dictate the game yes. to the opposition. That's certainly what the Eagles did. The one concern we would say, turnovers, five of them on the day for the Eagles. And that's really what allowed this Texans offense, all of their points coming off turnovers, allowed them to stay in the football game. The Eagles just clean up that one aspect of it much better shape and to be enjoying this one a lot sooner instead of having to nervously sweat it out and worry about such fourth down calls that are late in the game. So that'll be one thing to keep an eye on. Now we want your reaction to the game. We're going to have your phone calls later on in the show, but if you want to get on early, you want to let us know what you think of the Eagles win to get to 6-2 and two on the season. Respond with your social posts using the hashtag Fly Eagles Fly. Fans in Houston were seeing it throughout the course of the game, and I'm sure at homes and sports bars all over the Delaware Valley. And we'll put the best posts there on our tag board feature. We'll make sure to get some of your posts on yeah, there as well so we can see what's yeah. happening. So, so we're going to hear from head coach Chip Kelly. What are we going to hear from the injury standpoint? Obviously, everyone's waiting to see what the result of Nick Foles having the shoulder injury. He went in the locker room for x-rays in the first half. He did not come back in the game. And then D'Amico Ryans had to have the car come out. Very scary, very nerve-wracking to see that for him with the ankle injury. So it'll be interesting to see. But overall, from the defensive standpoint, you knew the name of the game was to stop Aaron Foster. He had 100 yards or more in six of the Texans' eight contests this season. Well, didn't come anywhere close to that today with just 56 yards on the ground and then took himself out of the game after, don't know the exact extent of the injury he suffered, but tried to go, tried to move laterally on a run, went down, and you saw him throw his helmet on the sideline, and that was it for him on the day. Yeah, another week for this defense facing a tough running back, another week that they don't allow a running back to get over 100 yards. I mean, I like the way this front seven has played for the most part of this season. They gang tackle, they rally to the football, they play sound fundamental defense. Uh, no one tries to do too much. If you have a certain gap responsibility, each guy seems to be uh, in their gap 
fulfilling their responsibility, and then most importantly, when they come up and wrap up to make tackles, uh, you get a, you, you get a, you know several guys there to make plays, and you want to drop back and throw the ball against this front seven. Well, we missed a couple sacks out there today. I don't know how many they how had. How elusive was Fitzpatrick? Yeah. Surprising well, how elusive he gotta was. Gotta give him credit. He collects a paycheck as well, so I guess he's not going to just allow you to sack him at times. But I thought he was under duress an awful lot today, and it wasn't because. Bill Davis was dialing up a bunch of blitzes. No. Uh, they were getting to Ryan Fitzpatrick well, with their front four. Trent Cole in the backfield several times. Connor Barwin, uh, you know, uh, Michael Kendricks back there. Uh, I, I, I like the way this front seven is played. For the most part this season, they really have. They've gotten better each week. They seem to be at full strength now. Well, with D'Amico Ryan's getting banged That's up. That's a big we'll question there, see, yes. We'll have to see where that leaves us, but uh, uh, definitely impressed. Uh, with the effort today from those guys. I thought Kendrick had a very strong game, was in the backfield on a number of occasions, able to disrupt the game there. That was very fitting that on the Texans' final pass play, Fitzpatrick drops back, the ball's bad at the line of scrimmage, and it's one Connor Barwin, one of the seven forward Texans going back for their homecoming in Houston. All seven of them contributing to the win. So especially Andrew Gardner, who came in for the injured Todd Harriman, you knew that he was trying to soldier on through that biceps injury, had to come out in the second half. Uh, but you just talk about the effort the offensive line gave with both he, Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey, you know, he had some, you know, some not as strong blocks. But speaking of the game, we're not going to send it to NRG Sam in Houston. Let's hear from the head coach. Sarah Gusta designed this? Man caves or whatever it is? All right, what do we got? Uh, just, um, it, it looked like the guys was pretty bad. Yeah, I just saw the replay. I haven't, I don't have anything official on it, but it, it didn't look good. Same thing. He's in a sling right now. That's all I got. And so um, I didn't get, I didn't hear the rest of it. So I, I, I meet with them after this. So. What happened with Todd? Todd hurt his, his ankle. So um, he just said he felt like his, I think it's the ankle on the same side as the elbow. So he was kind of a one arm, one leg man. So. How were you able to get the run game going there in the second half, especially? Um, you know, I, I thought we wore them down a little bit. You know, I think with, with, uh, our tempo, you know, we, we the one drive we had four four runs for seventy and a touch. You know, I think you could see the effects of us, you know, kind of accumulative effects of it. And um, I thought all three running backs ran really hard today. You know, there wasn't a lot of dancing going on right there. I thought they hit the hole. I thought we blocked it really well. I thought Brent Selick did a really really good job of blocking. Um, you know, and, and to what we ended up with offensive line wise, uh, I thought those guys really hung in there and did a really good job. No, I mean, it, anybody, it's four plays, it's four plays, 70 yards. We're getting 10, 10, 12 yards of whack. So, I mean, that wasn't, it wasn't designed that way, but we were, you know, we had a couple of really big runs and they just converted. So, I thought Mark did a really good job. You know, the, the one interception, I think it hit Huff in the hands, was tipped. Um, and the other one, I think Riley got spun around. But, I, I, you know, besides that, I thought he had a really good command of what we're doing. Um, you know, since day one here, you you know what type of professional he is. He's in early. He takes copious notes. I mean, he just he's a real professional. And I said since day one, you better have two quarterbacks in this league. And we were fortunate that you know when Nick did go down, that we could bring Mark in. We and I don't think we missed a beat offensively. So. I didn't even hear you. Where are you? Yeah, you know that's what we felt all along, and that was the reason. Um, you know, we re-signed Jeremy. I think he's an explosive player. I was really excited um, before he got injured in terms of how he would fit and what he would do on our offense uh, um, and, and just was running big, deep for us, and we had some really good shots at him um, and then made a huge catch. You know, I think he's made some real good sideline catches and clutch catches for us, you know, during the course of the year, but I think that's what we're coming to expect out of Jeremy. This is 
Yeah, I just thought it was close and we could get a first down, so. Yeah, he did. I don't think it, I don't think we were trying to take one away more than the other, but uh, you know I think DeAndre is one of those real up and coming receivers in this league. We were really excited. I was, you know, he was a kid a year ago that you really got excited about when you saw him at the combine and coming out in the draft, and then it didn't surprise me. I think he's one of the real good young receivers in this league. So. Yeah, I thought Kerry had a really good Kerry had a really good job. You know that one that one series coming down our sideline, we had two real big pass breakups. I thought Kerry Kerry played really well today. Um, I couldn't tell you exactly on some of the things where DeAndre looked a couple of times. We missed him. He was running shallow crossers, and I don't know who had him, but it looked like he was running clean. So um, I'd have to look at the tape before I can give you that answer. Uh, the last time you felt these minutes, they just scored you know, three points. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, how, how big was that for you? Guys? It was huge. You know, and that, we, we talked about you know when 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 you're a good football team, you got to be a good four minute football team, and I thought we did a great job of. Um, not only taking a lot of time off the clock, but coming away with, with a touchdown to make it a two-score game. So, you know, I, I really didn't want to settle for a field goal in that situation, you know, because then it would have just been six points. And obviously, if you can get it extended to 10, it was big. But I thought that that whole drive just kind of told you a little bit about how we're coming together a little bit offensively. And, and uh, I think it bodes well for the future. Yeah, we had another quarterback comes in cold like that, and, uh, again, working with the ones. Yeah, I think the first play call, he, I think, yeah, the first play call I called, he banged a post, so. No, I mean, that's, no, it just depends on who it is. You know, I mean, I could say yes, but it, it, it depends on who. All right, so we had a little technical difficulties there, but you got pretty much the gist of what Chip Kelly had to say, enjoying the win, hard-fought win over the Houston Texans to get the Eagles back on track. So we don't have much more details on the injuries to D'Amico Rines, Nick Foles. Well, Todd Harriman, as he did say, at least was an ankle injury. It wasn't Not anything big, yeah. to do with the bicep injury there. So, so what we're going to do now, we're going to take a quick break, commercial break here on the post-game show presented by Rico. We're going to hear from quarterback Mark Sanchez, wide receiver Jerry Macklin, and we'll take your phone calls all in just a little bit. SEPTA is the way to get to games. I love taking the subway down there because I feel like I'm, you know, with all fans. Everybody's got their gear on. People are chanting and cheering on the train before you even get to the station. There's a sense of camaraderie because Philly loves their sports teams. It's really fun. It's Philadelphia. Section 512, row 6, seats 7 through 10. Those are our seats. At this one time, we can't be there. Please treat them right. To get there early, stay late, and yell a whole lot. Dress warm, gloves, hats, warm boots. Eric sits in the middle. Uncle Paul sits on the aisle. And if you want to sit in my seat, make sure you get your ticket from the only place a fan can trust. Buy and sell 100% verified authentic tickets with other true fans. Only on NFL Ticket Exchange. Tickets from one fan to another. When I was a little kid, I thought riding SEPTA was just the coolest thing. I thought, I'm on this big piece of metal, blazing down these tracks, there's people ringing bells above me, there's honking going on, there's trees flying by. It's fantastic. All 
Welcome back to the postgame show presented by Rico. We're hoping to hear from wide receiver Jerry Macklin in just a little bit. But, Ike, what I love about Macklin's game is, yes, he can stretch the field vertically. He had the two catches deep down the field, but he can also get the ball, the job done in red zone situations, just an all-around tremendous receiver. Yeah, you heard Chip mention, you know, the thing he loved about him last year before he got injured, you can know, you noticed that in the spring practices as well as training camp, they were moving him around everywhere, using him in different ways, and uh, they were excited about getting him back this year uh, fully healthy, and he's shown that he's fully healthy. He's capable of lining up inside the slot if you need him. He's capable of lining up on the outside. More importantly, he's capable of running just about every route there is on the passing route tree. So when you have a receiver who has the complete package, uh, it, j it just gives you a, a uh, various ways to be able to use him. And he, the one thing I like, I like about Jerry Macklin, he has great body control. He knows how to go down to the ground if need be, get the ball. He always seems to keep, keep his feet in bounds if he needs to. There was a pass earlier in the game where first he caught an out the route line. on the sideline, and there's a quick toe tap to get both of his feet down. So you know he's a smart player. He's aware of where he's at at all times on the field. I mean, he's just been a true, he's been truly a pleasure to watch him all year. It, it's, it's been, what, since 2010 when Macklin got close to 1,000 yards and had 10 touchdowns since we've been able to enjoy the, uh, the full potential of Jeremy Macklin. He's determined this year to prove that he can be your go-to receiver. You can rely on him in clutch situations, key moments in the game to come up with big catches. And uh, I'm just enjoying it. I'm loving what I'm seeing. I mean, when you talk about losing certain players and how you're going to replace them, well, you get a player playing like this, we tend to forget who was here before. So, uh, you know, number 18, uh, he just needs to keep doing what he's doing, staying focused, staying humbled, and then uh, catching the ball when, it come, when, when it's thrown his way. Seven targets today, he catches six of them. That's what I like. Anything within his catch radius, that's the new phrase in the NFL nowadays, anything within his catch radius, he comes up with the ball. You rarely see a drop, a drop from Jeremy Macklin. He's on pace to either – get close to or break a number of the Eagles single-season record. I mean, you're going across the board from catches to yards to touchdowns. After a performance today and a performance last week where he had 12 catches, a career high in receiving yards, and another long touchdown, he's still uh, remaining on pace to be able to threaten uh, all of those records. Know, now, he was the winner else. of the Ed Block Courage Award. Now, yeah. you've been in the Eagles locker room. You voted on these awards in the past, Ike. What does that mean to vote a guy to that honor? Oh, we're going to say it. it's Mark Sanchez yeah, now at the podium players. at NRG Stadium in Houston. Right. You got to switch your focus from, you know, uh, lamenting over a guy that's hurt, and then you got to get your focus on the game. And I think uh, that's coach's policy is next man up. If something happens, you got to be ready to go. And I think we were. Mark, you haven't thrown a pass, I believe, since the third preseason game in a game. How do you prepare for a moment like today? Uh, you know, you just got to stay ready. I think um, Coach Musgrave, uh, Coach Stout, uh, all of our offensive coaches do a great job of making sure that uh, the starters get reps, the second team guys get reps. Um, you know, I stand behind Nick every time when we're in walkthroughs and stuff, just making sure I'm taking all the mental reps. Um, and, you know, you never want to get caught off guard. Um, so I was just happy I prepared well, happy I was ready, and uh, happy I could help the team. You to get out there in the first call of the first <laughs> How about that, huh? I was expecting maybe a handoff or like a screen or something, get kind of easier way in. But, um, you know, Coach Kelly, man, you know, I said it after the game to, I think, Tony Saragusa. But, you know, if he was a basketball coach, he'd bring you off the bench and have you shooting three pointers. So that's just the way it goes. You got to be ready. What's your comment? Like you, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, pressure from the defensive line, at least the first quarter, when 
guys were able to back it off a little bit because the running game got going. And, uh, was that job sort of get, get a little, little breathing room? Well, hats off, uh, obviously, to the O-linemen. They, uh, they did really well up front. Hot mic, sorry. Uh, they did an awesome job up front, and all three backs got in there and um, got their touches, made the most of them. Um, you know, and I just thought we, we ran the ball well. We threw it well at times. Uh, a couple throws I got to clean up, and um, we'll, uh, we'll get some rhythm going next week and, and see what happens. But I was really proud of our guys up front. Um, Kelsey coming back from an injury, Todd Harriman's playing with an injury, and then Gardner stepping up. Um, that's some big-time play right there. And then Tobin's been at it all year for uh, – for Mathis, so uh, we got a lot of tough people and good football players. What was your comfort level in this in this scheme with the tempo I felt good. I I enjoy it. I mean, um, y'all saw it early in, in the preseason. I felt good, and and uh, when we can push the pace like that, that's um, that's my favorite. So we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. What's your mindset right now, Mark? I mean, if you're the guy in the saddle for an extended period of time, nothing changes. You know, um, how do I prepare to? play and how do I prepare to watch a game, it's the same. Uh, I might get less reps as the backup, but I'm watching the same amount of film. I'm doing the same amount of drills. I'm um, taking advantage of my time that I can during the week. And, you know, you can't cut corners or you get caught off guard out there. So um, this league will expose you, and you got to be ready. Mark, how do you reflect on this? You, I can't remember the last regular season game you actually threw a It's been a while. Now you, now, okay, now you're it's been a while. Here. How do you reflect on you know, it, it all comes back quickly, you know, and you want to use the phrase like riding a bike, but I wish it was that easy and that defense didn't make it that easy. So um, it's it just felt good to get back out there. Felt good to uh, to make some calls, to, to scramble a little bit, to get hit a little bit. Um, all that stuff is, is really fun. We're very fortunate to play like this and um, I'm just really proud of the team and those guys really rallied. Great job on all three phases. That's and, Go ahead. Uh, we got a couple different options. I don't want to get too too into scheme. I know uh, Coach Kelly likes to hold his cards, so um, I don't want to say too much. But Jordan made a heck of a catch. In the preseason, you didn't get much work with uh, Macklin, but it, it seems that you guys Just you know, you got to get the ball near him, and that guy will do the rest. Same thing with Coop. Same thing with Selleck. Ertz, that's the, the beauty of playing quarterback in this system is there's so many weapons. And, uh, you know, when those guys touch the ball, you give them a clean throw, they'll make you look good. And um, so I just keep doing that. Could you tell where the linebacker injuries are going to be vulnerable to the second half? Um, well, we adjusted some stuff up front. Coach Kelly's real good with, um, with that second half adjustment. And we saw some of their personnel stuff going in and out and guys getting hurt, whether it was out on the perimeter, they had a couple corners go down. Um, and then uh, in their front seven, which is one of the best we've played, um, those guys were shuffling around a little bit. So uh, we try to take advantage of, of uh, everything we can. And I was just, we had great push up front in the run game. Great push at pivotal times on fourth downs, on third and short, um, all the way down to the very last play uh, before we started taking a knee. We had to get a first down, we did it. Two more guys. Were there any butterflies in our faces? Um, you know, it, it, uh, I just felt like I was ready. I was prepared. So, of course, you're a little nervous. You know, you want to get the first throw out of the way. And thanks to Chip, we throw it right down the field. So um, that'll, get, uh, that'll get your nerves going. And then, um, you know, I played in the stadium before. This is my first start here. So that brought back a lot of good memories. And um, just try to get some positive plays and, and help the team.
Mark, what did you, what did you see both when you're not playing in today from Macklin this year and, and how good he's been? Oh, well, he's having a heck of a year. Um, uh, you know, he picked a, a great year to sign a one-year deal. <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> he's playing his butt off, man, and, and uh, he's in the right spot, him and Coop, and they got to respect other people. So it's not like they're just honing in on Macklin. Um, you know, they, they got to they gotta respect Ertz and, and Selleck and the backs out of the backfield. So that all lends to, you know, guys getting the ball, uh, spreading it around. And Macklin's had uh, a couple good opportunities. He's really taking advantage of it. Mark, you right talked here. about the push-up front. How much has Jason Kelsey, did he mean to this team, finally being back on that? Oh, it was great to have Kelsey back. Um, you know, it was, it was he, he brings a lot of fire. But, you know, I can't tell you how proud I was of Mulk and a guy I played with all season or all preseason. And he had played all these games, and now I come in and he's out. So it was kind of a, a you know, shuffling going on there. But uh, what a heck of a job, just commanding that thing up front, the anchor up front on, on those front five. So um, he's a special player. We love him. All right, thanks, guys. All right. I love how humble Sanchez is where he's saying, I just want to get a few positive plays. The first play is in there. They go yeah. over the top of the Macklin. They could have almost gotten a touchdown off of that. So, Mark Sanchez at NRG Stadium in Houston after his outstanding performance in relief of Nick Foles. We're going to take a quick commercial break here on the postgame show presented by Rico. Your phone calls after the break. You want to jump on in. Now's the time. 215-320-5170. Ike Reese, Chris McPherson, you're watching the postgame show presented by Rico. a free Dunkin' Donuts medium hot or iced coffee the day after an Eagles win with the Dunkin' Mobile app. Eagles win, you win. Go Eagles! America runs on Dunkin'. Dunkin' Donuts is helping more area youth get in the game through the Touchdowns for Kids program. For every Philadelphia Eagles touchdown, Dunkin' Donuts will donate $250 to Good Sports, bringing new equipment and resources to youth sports organizations in need throughout the greater Philadelphia region. All season long, stop into your local Acme markets and purchase the Eagles item of the week. When you do, you will receive a receipt code making you eligible for the Swoop In and Win sweepstakes. Just go to swoopinandwin.com and enter the code today. It's your chance to win Eagles tickets, Eagles Pro Shop and Acme gift cards, and Eagles autograph merchandise. Acme Markets, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Section 512, row 6, seats 7 through 10. Those are our seats. At this one time we can't be there, please treat them right. To get there early, stay late, and yell a whole lot. Dress warm, gloves, hats, warm boots. Eric sits in the middle. Uncle Paul sits on the aisle. And if you want to sit in my seat, make sure you get your ticket from the only place the fan can trust. Buy and sell 100% verified authentic tickets with other true fans. Only on NFL Ticket Exchange. Tickets from one fan to another. All season long, stop into your local Acme markets and purchase the Eagles item of the week. Enter the code at the bottom of the receipt at swoopinandwin.com. Swoop You'll be entered to win one of several prizes, including Eagles season tickets, Eagles autograph merchandise, and Acme gift cards. Acme Markets, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Welcome back to the post-game show presented by Rico. We're expected to hear from wide receiver Jerry Macklin and running back LaShawn McCoy in just a little bit. But, Ike, how valuable is it to have someone like Sanchez who, look, hasn't taken any meaningful reps at all point this season, able to go in there at the drop of a dime and to be able to move the offense efficiently? I mean, it's a luxury. It's what you want, a true professional, a guy who understands his role on the team 
and understands how to prepare every week. Being a backup for nine years in this league, uh, having started six games, uh, there are plenty of other games I had to go in and fill, fill in for a guy because he was injured uh, throughout the course of the game. And as a backup, you're not going to get as many reps throughout the course of the week. So your job primarily is going to be take meticulous notes, make sure you study everything, make sure you're paying attention in practice when that first team is out there running the plays because often that's the only uh, that's the best look that you're going to get you're not going to get the opportunity to go out there and take those reps firsthand and no matter whether it's the first player of the game or the first player of the second half whenever that player in front of you is injured you had better be prepared to go in there and play because those other 10 guys expect you to come in and do your job and so i got to commend mark for being a true professional and making sure that he's ready to go at all times and you could tell right off the bat chip kelly has trust in Mark Sanchez because he didn't dial the offense down when Mark Sanchez came into the game. He wasn't limited in what he could run with Mark Sanchez, uh, having not run many reps throughout the course of the week. Here's a guy that's a veteran, uh, understands his role, and then when he goes in there, the coach has full trust in him that he can open up his playbook with him. So, I mean, that's a luxury to have. You know, that was a guy a couple weeks ago when he was called upon in the middle of the game, a guy we know very well, openly admitted that he was not ready to play because he did not prepare throughout the week. That stuff happens in this league. You can't take it for granted. So the fact that Mark Sanchez was ready to go when his number was called, that's the big reason why the Eagles got this victory today because the backup quarterback isn't prepared to go. The offense is going to be sloppy. It's going to be choppy. All sorts of mental errors are going to happen out there with the rest of the guys on the field. And you're not going to walk away, especially after turning the ball over as much as they did today. You're not walking away with a W today. So hats off to Mark uh, for uh, being a true professional and being ready when his number was called. Mark Sanchez will look at the numbers. 15 of 22 for 202 yards, two touchdowns against two interceptions. One of those interceptions went off the hands of Josh Huff, should have had the catch. A passer rank of 89.6, also got some yards on the ground. He does bring that athleticism. One thing I have to credit Chip Kelly and Pat Shermer for is the fact they stuck with the run game, especially in the second half and especially in the red zone. Because, look, the Texans lost both of their starting quarterbacks, Jonathan Joseph and Kareem Jackson. This is easily a matchup where Chip Kelly could have said, look, we've got the matchup advantage on the outside. I like my odds here. I'm going to take the ball to the air. But, no, they kind of stepped back and said, we have all three running backs healthy for the first time all season. Let's utilize these guys in the ground game. Yeah, and I think they figured it out that, you know, this Houston Texans offense is struggling moving the ball against this Eagles defense. Sure, they had a couple plays there uh, where uh, Arian Foster took advantage of some coverage out in the flats, and DeAndre Hopkins was able to get an open cross in the middle a couple times. But for the most part, this defense kept this Houston Texans offense in check. So why give them the opportunity to get extra possessions by turning the ball over in the passing game? Can the Eagles pass the ball at will? Sure they can sometimes. But as a defensive player, I would much rather have you pass the ball because there's more of an opportunity for a mistake to happen in the passing game than there is in the running game. So the Eagles got away from that. And luckily for us, we have an all-pro running back in our backfield that we can turn around and hand the ball off to. And then Chris Pope running with the determination that he ran with today. It was a nice change of pace. But I thought early in that third quarter, it was Darren Sproles in the first downs that he was able to pick up to extend drives. I mean, they used all three of these guys in a multiple of different ways uh, to keep drives extending. And really, they were low-risk, high-percentage 
successful plays that they had called today. So uh, great play calling by the offensive coordinator and the head coach. And like you said, in the red zone, three for three today in the red zone scoring. That's big time. They had struggled in the red zone coming into this game. And uh, you just can't do that on the road. So they were able to capitalize once they got close down to the line of scrimmage. All right, we're going to send it back to NRG Stadium in Houston. There's a the man, Jerry Macklin. Um, you know, that was one place that we thought that they were uh, vulnerable back there in the secondary. Um, the safeties got a little nosy. Um, was able to kind of get over the top of the defense a little bit. I think, you know, I, I caught one from each quarterback. Both quarterbacks put the ball out there, let me go get it. On the first play, Joseph was down. You guys went deep right away. Was that nah, I mean, I mean, no disrespect to him. I think regardless of who was in there, we were, I mean, we were going to go. I, I thought he played well. You know, I, you know, I think uh, <clears throat> that's probably one throw that he may want back. Uh, but other than that, I think he played well. Um, I think he uh, commanded the huddle. Um, you know, he's played a lot of football in this league. You know, he's won at a very high level. Um, so I think he's one of the more uh, game-ready backup quarterbacks in this league. And I'm pretty sure if you ask him, he doesn't, you know, he, you know, he, he he's ready, you know, whenever his number's called. Your thoughts with Nick's injury and uh, just the big picture of it all? Um, <clears throat> I don't know the extent of it. Um, but like I said, you know, we got a guy in Mark who can step up and um, you know win some games. So um, I'm, I'm excited about him him being back there, and uh, you know we'll, we'll continue to move forward. Can you kind of contrast last year the devastation you felt, and this year to be having here you are, and just to go from that to this and the highs and lows? I mean, you're a pretty level-headed guy, but I mean it's pretty pretty crazy. I mean, um, like 1,600 yards, you know, 90 catches. Just playing football, man. Um, you know, uh, when I went down last year, uh, you know, the one thing that I told myself was just to come back and give myself a chance to, to um, be better than what I was. And, um, you know, this year um, I've had my number called quite a bit. And um, all I can do is just, you know, be reliable for my team. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Maybe stat-wise, but, um, you know, I'm uh, going to continue to get better each and every day. Mark said you picked a good year to sign a one-year contract. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm not gonna necessarily call it gambling. Um, you know, I just think I um, did what was best from for my situation and you know me and my family. Um, you know, it was uh, I think that was what what was right. Um, you know, with the ability to um, make something happen during the season. So, uh, but like I said, you know, when that when that time comes, it'll take care of itself. I think you got three touchdowns, 50 yards or more this year in Jacksonville, and in the last two weeks. How much fun are those plays? Just kind of watching the ball to settle down. You know, you got your guy beat. Not even break stride and just keep going. Oh, you know, those, those, those are what receivers live for. You know, obviously, I know even growing up as a kid, the first thing you want to do is, is go deep. You know, so um, yeah, but you got you got to do it within the offense. You got to do it, you know, at the right times. And um, I think we hit them hit them at the right time. On the first play, Sanchez was in there. They went deep for you. How how important was that play, considering that Sanchez's first throw? Oh, we wanted to ease him in. <laughs> no, uh, you know, like I said, you know, it was a. Uh, you know, we, we saw something that, that they were kind of doing, and, uh, you know, it was a chance for us to get over the top and make a big play. You know, I got to keep my head after the play. Um, so, uh, but, uh, you know, he was just holding me, holding my legs, wouldn't let my legs go. So I, I kind of got upset a little bit, but uh, it's part of football. You know, one thing about me, man, I, it, it really doesn't matter who um, was on the other side of football. You know, I'm going to go out there and play football regardless who's over there. You heard all the people that question whether you could be this kind of player, and I mean, you 
there any satisfaction in not satisfied yet um you know as, as far as you know the people that doubted me or whatever you know they're entitled to their own opinions you know i, I had you know um an organization that believed in me an organization that um was with me every day in my rehab understood you know what was going on um you know, that's all i need i don't really need you know all the negativity so that second touchdown catch you had diving low uh, survived a pretty lengthy challenge no, you know, I, I had control of the football. You know, the only problem was, uh, did the point of the football hit the ground? Yeah, uh, but the, the ball never moved. Um, I, you know, that's one of those throws that quarterback just gave me a chance to make a play. He saw the defender uh, with the back uh, turn. Uh, that's not exactly how we draw it up, but, uh, you know, I was there to make the play. Two more, please, two more. It's there. You know, I know uh, when we run routes on the air and stuff like that, you know, we, uh, uh, we get a chance to kind of uh, – you know, get on the same page there. Obviously, it's a little different when uh, there's no defense over there. But, um, you, know, you know, now now we've, we ain't got no time to, to get it. You know, we just got to be on track. How does this ball differ from Nick's as far as fully comes into your hands? Uh, Nick throws a little more with a little more touch, um, you know, but, I, you know, he also has, a, has the ability to zip it in if he needs to. Um, you know, uh, you just got to be able to catch the football. All right, wide receiver Jerry Macklin addressing the media there at Energy Steam after yet another phenomenal performance. And uh, we're going to go to the phone lines again. If you want to jump on board, number is 215-320-5170. Up oh, first, we're going to bring in one LaShawn McCoy. It's like a big deal where I'm used to just doing it. I mean, but uh, I felt the guys were coming back together. Um, the guys up front, Kelsey, played well today. Um, happy to have him there. Just his ability to make the calls and, and get the guys up front that line. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're working it. You know, each week we're winning games. You know, we lost last, uh, lost a tough one last week. We bounced back today. So, I mean, we're playing well. What was the difference in the second half there? You guys were just gashing them in the third and fourth quarter. We just stayed with the run. Uh, even the first half, um, I think I had about 50 yards going into halftime. You know, so we about four or something to pop, pop a pop. We just ran the ball well. I think once we start running it on them, you know, getting it going, uh, where's the defense down and, and we can gash them. The guys up front played tremendous, um, getting to their, their assignments and block well. Um, Sanchez made some, some pretty good calls um, to keep them honest in the box um, for the most part. You know, with just watching how they play different teams on tape to watching how they play us, everybody plays the run so different, especially when they come play us. So that's nothing, nothing new. <laughs> I just got tired. I mean, we wear them down. Um, that defense is a good defense. I think the, the, the special players they have on that defense, um, they, they kind of play off just talent, you know, and, and we just played smash mouth, just ran at them. Um, so I think that's probably the difference in that drive. We just kept going with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel the same way. We could just, we could just gash them. I mean, we, we can't worry about that. We just got to play every game to win and control what we can control, and that's win games. Um, we'll, we'll have our chance with Dallas soon enough. That's my guy. What's up, man? What'd you say? They load that box up. You know, sometimes when we have uh, – Zebra personnel or, or, or three wide receivers, they'll line up in their base front. You know, we're on tape. You know, you'll see them match up. Oh, we got three wide receivers. Let's get another uh, D back in there. 
you know, and uh, I guess I guess they have to. The first thing you want to do when you come play this offense is is take the run away. So. Those two long runs you had with Sean on the four play drive, what went right to make those work? Uh, what was it? Um, it was ninety eight. It was um, it was a stretch to the left. Um, I think they actually stunned it wrong. I think they stunned it right, and we came left. A stretch play. Um, the guys up front got onto their their um the backers. And uh, there's so much space out there. And then the second play, I think, it was just a uh, inside zone play. We got them. A lot, a lot today to help us out was just the uh, the tempo. Some of the times they were they weren't lined up. They were just getting down. You know, you got guys 350 pounds. It's hard to really just put your hand down and, and move laterally. So that's one of the things that we do best is uh is play with tempo. Could you sense that they were? Could you sense that they were wearing down out there? I mean, yeah, they were tired. Um, and, and Chip does a great job of, of showing so much, uh, you know, different looks, different formations, um, you know, giving so much to prepare for. I mean, you got to do certain things like that when, when teams come in and try to um, stop the run and stack the box. That's the thing, man. It's, it's tough. Uh, today I seen Todd went out the game. In the midst of playing, I, I noticed, look over to the right, and I see he's not even in the game. I'm like, oh, you know, another one. So. We can't get a break on the injuries up front, but I mean that's that's part of football. Um, I think the good thing with, with building a team up is you get enough depth to last to last the season. What did you think about the way Sanchez played? Did you have him in the game? Um, with, with Sanchez, I wasn't really surprised. I mean, he was a what, top ten pick, you know, top ten pick for a reason. Um, he played well with the Jets. I think here we have enough weapons um, that he can play well. He's not asked to do as much. You know, just manage the game and, and, and make the throws, and, and he's good. Even when he came here, it's hard to look at him as a backup uh, because so much success he's had and, and, and experience. So um, I think today wasn't really something surprising to the team. He just played well, which he does in practice, uh, the preseason games we had. And every chance he gets, he's always productive. So uh, I think we'll, we'll do some damage. If Nick can go, um, Mark will step in there and he'll do a great job like today. All right, thanks, guys. That's it. All right, LaShawn McCoy going over 100 yards once again. He, he was quite frustrated last week after the loss to Arizona because he felt that the offensive line and the run game was just getting plenty of yards, had plenty of space to work with to get that Cardinals front. In fact, he had said after the game that he didn't understand why they were the top-ranked run defense. Well, this week he gets his way. He gets the ball pretty frequently, 23 carries over 100 yards, and really all three running backs do a heck of a job there on the ground. I mean, I really was impressed with this uh, running game today, Chris. I mean, I thought the offensive line did a great job of blocking this Texan front seven. They, had, they aren't the best run defense in the league, but they are a better than average run defense in this league. I think they were somewhere around 11th or 12th against the run. So uh, for Chip to stick with the run and for the offensive line to continuously block, I know the one drive in the third quarter where you had the four running plays that went for like 70 yards, that was like the biggest running of the day for the Eagles. The rest of it was methodically. They, they stuck with it. It was five yards here. It was four yards there. It was seven yards here, eight yards there. Not huge chunks being ripped off by these guys on every carry. So it was going to take some uh, a, a con uh, concentrated effort to stick with the run game, even when you weren't getting big chunks of run uh, at times. And th that has to be credited to uh, Chip staying with the run and then the offensive line doing a great job of running. All three of these running backs uh, contributed in a, in a major way today. What a gritty effort by Jason Kelsey, 
first yeah. game back since week three. And you, you saw him get into the second level on blocks, and there was one where he missed the block at second level. And you saw he got a little frustrated. He was like, that's, that's, a, that's a block that I usually make. But it was good to see him out there to be able to move in space. And I thought Andrew Gardner came in for Todd Harriman, yeah. did a very good job in the fourth quarter. But give Todd Harriman's all the credit in the world for coming in there. You know that had to have been a tough injury to play through. You know that he was going against a heck of a player in J.J. Watt, but he went out there and did as much as he could before an ankle injury, of all things, took him out of the game. It wasn't actually the arm injury. You brought up a great player's name, J.J. Watt. Heard a lot from him in the first half. Didn't hear so much from him in the second half, and a lot of it was because the Eagles made a concentrated effort to run the football. You know, J.J. Watt is a very good run defender, but if you're going to keep throwing the ball, he's going to be – uh, a much more disruptive player uh, versus that passing game. So running the ball also uh, negated J.J. Watt's effectiveness on the Eagles' offense. So, you know, I, I thought the Eagles, uh, in the second half at least, really took it to the uh, Houston Texans. They were the more physical team. Uh, they wore the Texans down with that running game in the up-tempo offense. Started seeing a lot of missed tackles, a lot of arm tackles from the Houston Texans in the second half that you didn't see in the first half. And, and a lot of it was attributed to the fact that they couldn't catch their breath. The Eagles seemed to stay on, uh, on target with the tempo on which they wanted to run, getting up to the line of scrimmage. And even if they didn't snap the ball, uh, with 21, 22 seconds to go like we're accustomed to seeing them doing. Just because, I mean, they, they lined up, that forces the Texans to get lined up, and they can't substitute. So uh, it was a, a well-calculated uh, offensive game plan in that second half that really allowed the Eagles to tone down on their mistakes while wearing down uh, the Houston Texans. And when the Eagles went up by two scores, it really forced the Houston Texans to become one-dimensional. Arian Foster being out of the game, there was no way Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to lead you to victory with his arm. I think it was just as impressive the fact that the Eagles were able to keep that up-tempo style with Sanchez in yeah. the game. Very important that they were able to keep their M.O. even with the backup quarterback in there. We're going to go to the phone lines. We bring in Chris from Florida here on the post-game show presented by Rico. Chris, how's everything going? Good. We're, um, we're happy with the win today. Have to be happy with the win. Macklin was outstanding. Again, you, you could see him do damage in a short game. He was in the red zone, had that great catch along the sidelines. And again, first pass that Mark Sanchez throws He's going over the top of the defense. The ball was a little bit underthrown, which, yeah. of course, Sanchez hasn't had the practice reps. Got to give him credit for getting the ball down the field. But Macklin had to make a great play to get that catch. That wasn't one where he's just running and able to just bring the ball in. He had to fight through some traffic to get that catch. Yeah, the thing, the thing I love about Jeremy, Chris, and Chris is that the first couple of games through the preseason, you just you didn't feel as comfortable and confident when the ball was being thrown to the wide receiver. Remember we had the stats up about where all the completions were going. Most of them were to tight ends and running backs. The receivers weren't catching many passes through those first couple of games. Now when you throw the ball out there, particularly the number 18, I'm surprised when the ball isn't caught. If it's a catchable pass, Jeremy Macklin over the last month or so is coming down with the passes. And you can tell either quarterback, Foles or uh, Mark Sanchez have full confidence in putting the ball up to Macklin. He's the most targeted uh, receiver on the team, and rightfully so, because he's earned the trust of these quarterbacks. They know if they put it up there to him, most things, most good things are going to happen as opposed to, you know, a ball being dropped or a ball being intercepted because he didn't go up and uh, protect his quarterback. So he's certainly earning the trust of not just his teammates, but I think this Delaware Valley is seeing Jeremy Macklin through a different set of glasses as, as opposed to the ones that we saw him through before the season started. We're going all along the Atlantic Coast. Chris in Florida has been pressed as well, so. 
Yeah, I, I think if they keep him healthy and uh, one of the games starts to uh, pick back up like uh, we uh, did today and uh, last week, um, I think we have a pretty good shot of going uh, pretty far into the uh, postseason. Well, the Eagles have done a great job setting themselves up for the stretch run here. Chris, thank you, thank you very much for the phone call. Thanks, Six and two midway through the season. Now they have a tough stretch of the schedule coming up, but it was very important for them to come away with a split between these games in Arizona and Houston. Two long road trips. The Eagles getting the job done on the road this time, being the Houston Texans. So, Ike, it's going to do it for you, man. All right. Well, you know, listen, first half of the season, eight games, six and two, I'll take it. I mean, this is a, uh, it's a great start to the season. Uh, you got to get some bodies back on the field uh, so that you can be completely healthy going down the stretch run here. But I don't think anyone can be unhappy with the way this team has played through the first nine weeks of the season, eight games. So six and two, get ready for Carolina next week. We finally get to come back home. We've been away from Lincoln Financial Field for seems like a month since we beat the Giants 27 to nothing on a Sunday night game. It's going to be pumping next week. I can't wait to get back in the link next Monday night when the Carolina Panthers come to town. Monday night, the midnight green jerseys come back for the first time this season. I, I so. forgot we even wore midnight green jerseys. <laughs> I haven't seen them at all this year. My goodness. So, Ike Reese, that's going to do it for him. We're going to bring in Greg Cosell after this break. Ike, phenomenal job Thank all you, game Chris. long. So. See you next week, brother. Definitely. So, that's the post-game show presented by Rico. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then Greg Cosell steps in to take your phone calls and a whole lot more. SEPTA is the way to get to games. I love taking the subway down there because I feel like I'm, you know, with all fans. Everybody's got their gear on. People are chanting and cheering on the train before you even get to the station. There's a sense of camaraderie because Philly loves their sports teams. It's really fun. It's Philadelphia. Your store looks great. I love the people. I love the shop here. I just think people are definitely seeing a change and seeing that it's getting better with Acme. And it's not just the prices. It's the customers that are coming in here talking it up. Come on in. Check us out. We're back. When I was a little kid, I thought riding SEPTA was just the coolest thing. I thought, I'm on this big piece of metal blazing down these tracks. There's people ringing bells above me, there's honking going on, there's trees flying by. It's fantastic. Xbox One is giving you the chance to play Play With a Pro. Enter win a brand new Xbox One console and play a game of Madden NFL 2015 against Eagles cornerback Brandon Boykin at the NovaCare Complex. Enter today at PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Xbox. Sweepstakes is only open to residents of Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. Welcome back to the post-game show presented by Rico. We now welcome in Greg Cosell to the show. Greg, your initial thoughts of the Eagles' 31-21 win over the Houston Texans? Well, a couple of things really stood out. First of all, I thought the defense continued to play well. We have to remember one touchdown came on an interception return. Uh, I thought the 
the run game, obviously, and the use of the run game in the second half was critical. They turned into a running football team, and I don't believe that was because Mark Sanchez was the quarterback. I believe that was because the game dictated that. Uh, the other thing I think that really stood out in this game was red zone. Because prior to this game, the Eagles were 1-for-11 this season on third down in the red zone. They had the worst red zone touchdown efficiency in the NFL. So I think that red zone was the most critical element in this game. Huge to get that going. And it seemed like they really utilized the run game to get that going. But of course, you look at the last touchdown, the one that sealed the win for the Eagles is Mark Sanchez tossing the ball to Jerry Macklin on a beautiful pass where only he could get it. And Macklin did a great job. And as we're watching the game, Greg, you pointed out that Macklin wasn't the primary no. target on that play. No, no, it was actually a rollout and he was supposed to throw it in the flat. That got taken away. And then Sanchez did an excellent job extending the play. It was an off-schedule play. Macklin did a great job of uncovering, I think it was from Bowie 34, mm -hmm. if memory serves me correctly. And the you throw was, memory, Greg, and so the yes, throw was terrific. It was, it was the only place you could throw it that Macklin could catch it. Uh, and the defender could not make a play. So that was an absolutely terrific play by Sanchez. Now you'll go back to, Ma to uh, Sanchez's first touchdown was to rookie Jordan yeah. Matthews in the red zone as well. What did you see on that touchdown pass? It looked like it was just one-on-one -on -one coverage and you know, Sanchez put the ball perfect placement and allowed the rookie to go get it. It was man-to-man, -man, and I believe it was Andre Howell who was over Matthews in the slot. And it was the kind of throw that required touch. When you that short of a distance, there has to be touch on a throw. It has to be a little firm, but you can't drive that kind of throw at such short distance. And then the other key part to that is ball placement. And another terrific play throw by Sanchez because you get into tight areas in the red zone you put that ball a little too far out front you're out of the end zone it's incomplete so that was a terrific throw against man coverage what are the keys to success when you look at teams who are very good because you break down the tape of tape of all the right. teams in the league the teams that get it done in the red zone what are some of the common characteristics that you see well the red zone is different from anywhere else on the field you can't run exactly the same plays so you always have to have a few principles that are different from what you do in the main part of the field. But from a quarterback's perspective, and again, we can always talk about running the ball. Obviously, teams that can line up and run in the red zone, that's absolutely critical. To make it a little bit easier, right. yes. That's absolutely critical. But from a quarterback's perspective, the game's faster. So the ball has to come out quicker. It has to come out with more anticipation. The decision-making has to be quicker, and the accuracy has to be better. The ball location has to be far more precise. And th those are the attributes you need for a quarterback in the red zone. All right, so we're going to go back to the phone lines. If you want to jump on board, the number is 215-320-5170. We're going to welcome Seeley from Virginia to the postgame show presented by Rico. Seeley, how are you enjoying the win? I'm doing good. C-Mac, Greg, how are you guys doing? Doing outstanding. Hey, you know, it was a, it was a great victory. Uh, I think this next season, you know, this season kind of next guy up is definitely the motto that it's kind of been for the, for the first eight games, unfortunately. Um, Sanchez, I mean, you know, great, great play there. A way to step in and, and you know, kind of lead us down the field. And like Greg said, it was good to see red zone improvement. I'm going to be at the game next week. Me, Eric, the Thompson, we're ready to roll. Very and, nice. Uh, you know, I'm hoping D'Amico is okay. I hope and pray for that guy. But I'm just, it was a great Eagles win. It was a great team win, you could say. It was a huge team win. And, Greg, when you look at this Eagles team with all the injuries they've overcome, it seems like as – as Seeley was saying, they've really adopted this next man up mentality where the next guy just kind of goes in and gets the job done. How, how critical is that to a team's success? Because 
you know, last year right. the Eagles, they didn't have to deal with any really that many injuries at all. No players went on the injured reserve list after the start of the season. You know, we've seen the stab of how the same five started the, uh, along the offensive line for the entire season and postseason. To this point, those five players have not been together for a single game. So how critical is it that the next guys, guys like as we see here, Matt Tobin, guys like David Mulk, guys like Casey Matthews on defense, guys have just stepped up and filled in those roles like Mark Sanchez today. Well, and that's the way it is in the NFL. Every team in any given season, C-Mac will go through that. Last year, it was a major surprise to see all five offensive linemen start every game. That rarely happens in the NFL. You can't go into a season and count on things like that. So it's absolutely critical. And the other thing, when you do have injuries that's critical and, and has been such a part of the Eagles season this year, has been the play of all three phases. Imagine if the special teams did not make plays in a number of those games. We might be talking about a team that's 4-4 four and four instead of 6-2, and two, and we'd be having a totally different conversation. So when you do have injuries, that's when all three phases of your team have to come into play. You have Cody Parkey with another 45-yard field goal, and you look at Randy Bullock for the Texans. Missed a kick there during the game, which could have brought them back into it. So like you said, and every time Parkey kicks the ball off, it's in the end zone. It's almost you can count on a touchback every time. And I'll tell so. you one player, and he did miss a game, but we can't talk about Darren Sproles enough. Because Darren Sproles, we were watching the game, obviously C-Mac, and, and looking at Sproles on those critical third down plays. And Sproles is just a machine out there, the way he creates yards on his own. I mean, those plays where he got the first downs, he created yeah. those yards. Those were not plays where the ball was thrown beyond the first down marker. So Sproles is absolutely critical for this offense. How amazed were you in the second half with the way the Eagles were able to have the quick strike drives like they had right. with the one where they had the 70 yards and four plays all run. And then the fourth quarter when they had to milk the clock and they got that last touch on the Macklin, I believe it was their longest drive of the it, entire It was eight season. minutes. Yeah. yeah. I think it was the longest drive of Chip Kelly's career here in Philly in terms of time. Yeah. And I think that's where the tempo is a factor. Because I, I talked about J.J. Watt not being a huge factor in the second half. And I think that's where the tempo becomes an element in the game, is over time you just wear out defenses, particularly when you get an eight-minute drive like that, is they're just on the field and they, there's no rest between plays. They have to line up right away. Whether the Eagles snap the ball right away or not becomes irrelevant. You have to be ready to play. That's how they wear down teams. And that's why the run game is absolutely critical for, what, for this offense. All right, we're going to go back to the phone lines. We welcome Rick from San Diego to the postgame show presented by Rico. Rick, how are you enjoying the win? Chris, hello. Greg, hello. It's not a big deal, but it's Ray. And I, Ray, I my apologies. No problem. We, had, uh, we saw how Sanchez was able to step right in there. He steps up in the pocket. He, he makes quick decisions. I really appreciate how he does that. Uh, Greg, what do you, what you think of, uh, you know, of, of Mark you know, in all coming in and, and just doing everything that we expect him to do? Now, uh, Greg, what did you think of Mark Sanchez, his performance, the way he was able to step in there, you know, drop a drop of a hat has to come in there Nick Foles is injured and able to perform and carry the offense the way he did today. I thought he played really, really well in a number of areas. Uh, one thing that stood out to me was the tempo with which he played and the timing and rhythm with which he played. He's more of a timing rhythm quarterback than Nick Foles. The ball came out. There was more of a sense of continuity and stability to the Eagles offense and the run game helped that tremendously. But let's not kid ourselves, the run game really did help that. 
But Sanchez is a different kind of quarterback than Nick Foles. He's more quick twitch. He's a quicker athlete. The ball comes out. There's a faster element to the way Mark Sanchez plays. There were some misconceptions, I feel like, about Sanchez when the Eagles brought him in right. on the one-year deal. What were some of the things when you would study the well, tape that you liked about and why you thought that maybe he could fit into? Well, to me, Sanchez is a quarterback that needs— He is a quarterback, yes. Yes, he is. Thank you. <laughs> He's a quarterback that needs the system to work for him. He's not a quarterback that you can ask to do too much. And I think with the Jets in his last couple of years, he was asked to do too much. People forget his first two years in the league. I think the Jets had the— the first-ranked run game his uh, rookie year, the third-ranked run game his second year, top three defenses both of those first two years. He's a complementary piece. I think this style of offense, if they can run the ball, fits him because he's a quick-twitch athlete and the ball comes out. Will he make a couple of bad throws? Absolutely. Unfortunately, we've seen Nick Foles make too many of those this year up to this point. So if Mark Sanchez indeed has to go for any uh, amount of time here, four, five, six weeks, I think he'll get better as he continues to play. How much better do you think he'll be with the full week of preparation? Again, he's oh. thrown into the mix in the first pass he throws. He's going over the tops of Macklin. So if he gets the full week of sure. practice, first team well, guy, and then you have a Monday night game against And by the Carolina. way, against a defense that's not that conceptually difficult to play against, the Carolina Panthers, which will help him as well because Carolina is a predominant zone team. So with a week of practice and a defense that's not that hard to figure out, I would expect him to play very well. All right, we're going to take a break here. Again, if you want to jump on board, 215-320-5170. If you want to get your social post noticed here, make sure you use the hashtag FlyEaglesFly, and we'll incorporate them into our tag word feature right at the bottom of the screen. He's Greg Cosell. I'm Chris McPherson. You're watching the Post Game Show, presented by Rico. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apple, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. Section 512, row 6, seats 7 through 10. Those are our seats. At this one time, we can't be there. Please treat them right. To get there early, stay late, and yell a whole lot. Dress warm, gloves, hats, warm boots. Eric sits in the middle. Uncle Paul sits on the aisle. And if you want to sit in my seat, make sure you get your ticket from the only place a fan can trust. Buy and sell 100% verified authentic tickets with other true fans. Only on NFL Ticket Exchange. Tickets from one fan to another. to the post-game show presented by Rico. We're going to go back to the phone lines. We're going to get some Philly flavor here on the show as we bring in Ernie into the program. Ernie, what are your thoughts on the big one here today over the Texans? Hey, what's going on, Greg? What's going on, C-Mac? I'm so happy, man. I, I'm more so happy about our efficiency down in the red zone, man. That's been a struggle for us for the 
all all season pretty much. And I'm just happy that we were able to tie up some of the loose ends down there and, you know, be able to punch it in every time we got down there. So I'm really happy about that. And, man, E-A-G-L-E-S, <laughs> All right, so Ernie, great to hear your phone call. I had a little technical difficulties, wasn't able to hear, but seemed like very excited about the win, to say the very least there. So, you know, again, Greg, they go on the road. They get a big win. It wasn't, you know, a division rival, conference rival, AFC South team, much better than I think a lot of people thought going into the season. You know, offense has been basically put, all been put on Arian Foster. The Eagles done very good against that stretch run concept. They've seen it many times throughout the course of the yeah. season. It was something that they were able to stop once again. That was another part of the game when you asked me that, what stood out, which I failed to mention was defending the run. Because really, to me, as I prepared for this game and watched tape of both teams, the only way the Texans could really win, or I should say sustain offense, was with the run game. Ryan Fitzpatrick was not going to sustain offense if you made him throw it. And they did a terrific job with the run game before Foster got hurt. His longest run came, I believe, on a third and 16 or 17. Yep. Now that play counts, but it wasn't their sustaining first down run game, stretch run game. So I, I think that Bill Davis's defense, and, and this is not a defense full of all pros. They're not going to send seven guys to Hawaii or, or wherever the Pro Bowl is this Arizona. year. Arizona. In Arizona. Yes. On there. I'm so used to saying Hawaii, Hawaii. with the Pro Bowl. You just want to go to Hawaii. Right, You're exactly, looking for an excuse. Exactly. That's what it is. Uh, but I think this defense has played consistently well, and they've done a really good job at times of taking away what the opponent does really well. And today, that was the run game. It never got started for the Texans. Is there one player who stood out to you on that defense? You know, I thought Ken Kendricks did a great job getting the backfield. He had a sack. He had some penetration there. I think uh, the D-line to me, C-Mac, it really, it, it's hard to pick one guy, but I think when they're in their base 3-4 and you've got Cox, you've got Thornton, you've got Benny Logan, I think all season long these guys have played really solid, strong football. And, and of course, they don't dominate every game, but this has been a front three in their base 3-4 that to me has really, really played well. I also give credit to Bo Allen, had a sack early yeah, on. Brandon played, Bear did a good job. Yep. I remember there was one play in particular where Bear you know, got the edge to allow the opening for D'Amico Ryans to come in there. So, like I said, just really overall strong, yep. strong team effort. We look ahead a little bit here to the Carolina Panthers. You talked about real quickly there the matchup there between the offense and the defense. You studied Cam Newton. That's going to yeah. be the big story coming this game. How do you see the Eagles trying to defend well, him? Cam Newton is a very erratic player. He can be as good as any quarterback in the league any given game, but he can also, in any given game, and he's now had three games in a row like this, where he's scattershot, where he's inaccurate. Obviously, you've got to defend their read option run game. He's a factor in the run game. He's also a factor leaving the pocket, but he's a very inconsistent player that is a week-to-week -week player. Now, having said that, he can be dangerous, but he's not someone who's going to sit back there and throw BBs all game long. So hopefully it'll be one of these bad weeks when he comes well, to the Well, he's had three bad week. weeks in a row right now, which is very interesting. All right, so as we take a look at the upcoming schedule, the Eagles have been presented by NFL Ticket Exchange, powered by Ticketmaster. The only 100% verified way to buy or sell NFL tickets, visit NFLTicketExchange.com. You'll notice there is a one change into the schedule that the Eagles-Packers game, scheduled for November 16th, has been flexed as it just been announced the NFL has flexed the November 16th game between the Eagles and Packers to a nationally televised 425 game. So Eagles in first place at 6-2. 
The Packers play very well of late in their own right. Yes, you're definitely going to get a nice matchup there with the Eagles and the Packers, and it'll be someone a matchup that everyone in the country will get to see. And we take a quick look at the AFC East. The Cowboys fall into Arizona. They're now 6-3 on the season. The Giants, they're coming off their bye, and they play Monday night against the Colts. And then Washington falling late to Minnesota yep. after a strong win for them over Dallas. So we thank them for being Dallas, and we thank them <laughs> once again for losing to Minnesota, a game that I thought they would probably bounce back and maybe all of a sudden, you know, be a thorn in team side down the stretch. Yeah, I think Dallas, it'll be interesting as how their season progresses, C-Mac, because I think defensively, they're not really that talented. They've played with great discipline. I think they've played beyond their individual talent by playing the scheme really, really well. But it'll be interesting to see if they can maintain or if they start to hit a little bump in the road now. How crucial do you think it'll be for the Eagles getting Evan Mathis back? He's oh. eligible to come off the injured reserve designated for return list this week so he could play. He said that he could have played for weeks. He just had to wait to be able to right, come off the right. list. How big do you think it'll be getting him in there? At left guard. Oh, critical. And I think hopefully what we saw today in the second half will be the way this team plays going forward. Back to the run game, which was so critical last year. That's what really drove their offense. They led the NFL in rushing last year, as we know. If they can get back to having the run game be the foundation, work off that with the tempo that, that they play with, I think you can see an offense that plays with a lot more stability and consistency as we move forward. He's Greg Cosell. I'm Chris McPherson, and you've watched the postgame show presented by Rico. The Eagles coming away with a 31-21 win over the Houston Texans. Make sure to join us tomorrow at noon for head coach Chip Kelly's live day after press conference. Hopefully, he'll have all the injury updates. You know, sometimes he likes to say that he hasn't met with the medical staff yet, so we'll have to wait and I see. I bet he will by tomorrow at the press conference. I figured, well, you, you would think that, but we'll <laughs> see. So make sure you tune in. We'll have that here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com as well as on our mobile app. And then we'll have the latest news of the day, and we'll recap the win on Eagles 360 coming at 5 p.m. Eastern. So for everyone, enjoy this Eagles win. Thank you very much for joining us, and have a great Eagles night.